Hey guys, it's Carly, your host for the Fit to be Faithful podcast. On episode four, we will be focusing on the difference between morning and evening workouts and what is best for you. I wanted to start this episode like I always do with a little update on my life. Um, If you know me, you know a year ago I started studying to be a NASM certified personal trainer and then I stopped. But recently I've gotten my priorities in order and I'm back on studying and have a plan to start training at the latest this fall. So I kind of have a good idea as to what I'm talking about when it comes to fitness, but of course I do not know everything. Um... I still have some trust issues with God, but I'm taking it day by day, slowly but surely. Um, I started a fitness challenge, and I'll talk about it at the end of this episode after the outro, if you're interested. Um, And I'm picking up some more hours at work to save some money. I also have some really good news for you at the end. Um, Great news. But yeah, stay tuned. I wanted to take a moment and thank everyone who has listened and subscribed so far. I'm slowly getting better at this. At least I think. (laughs) One day, I'll get a real equipment. But for now, I really appreciate the support and I hope you learned something from this podcast. Morning versus evening workouts. I want to start out by saying that if you're living that healthy girl lifestyle and getting a workout in or even a walk-in, I am so proud of you for taking care of your body. And even if you're not there yet, that's okay too. Everyone is on different points in their journey. But this episode is about which one is better for you and your schedule, morning or evening. And I really hope if you're struggling with this or maybe that's the reason you're not working out yet, that this helps you. Anytime you work out, there's always going to be pros and cons to it. Maybe your gym is too crowded or you feel rushed to get it finished before work or before evening plans. Whatever it is, trust me, we have all been there. Trying to figure out when the best time to work out is can be so overwhelming. So I'm here to help you with that. Let's start with morning workouts. Many good and not so good things about this. So Whatever time you work out should work with your schedule. So morning workouts, if you're having to get up at 3 a.m. or earlier just to work out, I honestly don't think that's the best idea unless you're getting to bed by 8 or 9 p.m. And that's only six or seven hours of sleep. Now, if you work multiple jobs and you see that is what's best for you and then you know for a fact you'll be getting your workout in then, then a morning workout is perfect for you. Or maybe you're like me and you don't work until later in the morning or even in the afternoon, then a morning workout is something I'd recommend. Not always 3 a.m. early, but 7 or 8 or even 9 a.m. Some pros to working out earlier in the morning, whatever time that is for you, will be to get it over and done with. It's usually an emptier gym too. Studies show that it will make health 
that you will make healthier choices the rest of the day and you'll feel productive and motivated for whatever else the day holds. I know from my personal experience, once I wake up, the earlier I work out, the better I feel. It gives me an opportunity to relax after work or to get other tasks done instead of taking time out of my evening to get my workout in. And honestly, half the time I wait until after work to work out, I'm not really as motivated. I'm tired from the day and just ready to get to bed. And sometimes I'll skip that workout. But while morning workouts give that girl vibes, there are some negatives to them as well. One of them mentioned earlier was that sometimes you have to wake up super early, even if it's still dark outside. And I don't know about you, but I hate driving in the dark. And you could be sluggish or tired from sleeping or maybe even just get tired earlier in the day if you haven't had enough sleep. Um, you could become lazier during the day and have those cravings and grab less healthy foods. I'll be saying this so many times. <laughs> when you work out should be what works best for you, not what drains you. If you're working out in the morning and need a nap right after work, evenings may be better for you. So let's talk about the pros and cons about evening workouts. I used to be an evening workout girly. I used to get off of work at three or four. And before that, I had a gym in the building I worked in. So I just went right after work. And that's what worked best for my schedule. So it's what I stuck to. And it worked for me. Honestly, I felt like I ate better then because I didn't want to eat something and feel cruddy during my workout. So I made conscious decisions with what I ate. And I had more time in the morning to make a nutritious breakfast. I was honestly just living way better life when I was in the military. <laughs> Maybe it's only because I had a full-time job, though, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll let that one pass. <laughs> so other than it being what's best for someone's schedule, there are some other pros to think about when choosing the evening workouts. The first one, you have your entire day to prepare for the gym, eating the right foods, drinking enough water, and getting mentally prepared. If you choose to work out in the evening, and it's not too late, you'll most likely be able to get better sleep, depending on how strong your pre-workout is. And you know what better sleep means? Lower levels of stress, anxiety, and even depression. Which, no matter what time you work out, more and more studies are coming out showing that daily exercise and I can't remember the recommended time, but it shows lower levels of those three and more. I can definitely feel a difference mentally when I work out and when I don't. Now with that, obviously, there are going to be some cons to evening workouts. As I mentioned before, if you're working out too late and you're taking any sort of caffeine, energy booster, pre-workout, or energy drink, you'll most likely be staying up later as well. Caffeine can cause cortisol levels to spike, and late at night, it can cause sleep issues. And why would you be needing caffeine? Because the later it is, the more tired you'll be. If you're going to work out in the evening, I recommend right after work or soon after so you aren't still up at 2 a.m. But apparently, nobody else understands this because evening is usually the busiest time of day. No one wants to get up early which I get if you work earlier or have school. So you gotta go right after school or right after work, but so does everybody else. So it can get pretty crowded 
And honestly, that can be really frustrating waiting on machines and waits. And girl, it can be dark in the evening. I said it earlier and I'll say it again. I hate driving in the dark. Not a fan at all. But if you're cool with that, go for it. Couldn't be me. And better be okay with saying no a lot. Evening workouts can get in the way of evening plans. Now, of course, it depends on what time of the evening you're choosing to work out in relation to the time of the event you're going to. But it still isn't very fun worrying about that. And the last con I'm going to be talking about, waiting till the end of the day after work or school, you are going to be mentally worn out. So evening workouts can actually cause consistency issues. I know me, and I know by waiting till the evening to work out, I'll have a chapter book full of excuses as to why I can't work out then. If you're that way, then choosing morning workouts and getting it over and done with is what's going to be best for you. Now, there's your list. Pros and cons of morning versus evening workouts. Now, of course, the gym you go to, the type of workouts you're doing, if you have a trainer or not, the your work or school schedule could all have an impact on the time of day you work out. So whichever one works best for you is what you should go with, period. I prefer morning workouts. I usually work afternoon and evenings, and this allows me to get it over and done with, along with all my other errands I need to run in the week. It just works out better for me. I'm more motivated about everything after a workout, so mornings work best for me. And I hope that sticks, because ladies, I have some news. I'm moving. (laughs) I am so excited. If you don't know, I currently live in Indiana and I'm moving all the way to Maryland. This is a huge jump of faith for me, but it's not like I haven't lived alone. States away from my family before. I did it in the military, only this time I don't have a set job yet, and that's the jump of faith I'm making. If you guys would let me ask you absolutely anything, it would be to pray for me to get a well-paying job in Maryland. And if you know the cost of living in Maryland, I mean a well-paying job. (laughs) That would be absolutely amazing, and I cannot thank you enough if you did so. And don't worry, I'll definitely be keeping my girlies updated all throughout my time there. As far as I know right now, I'll only be living there a year. But a year from now, we're going to see what the plans are. And I'm very excited to see what God does for me in this new season. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Fit to be Faithful podcast. If you want to learn more about myself, the host of the podcast, links to both my YouTube channel and Instagram will be in the episode notes below. If you like this episode, feel free to download it and subscribe for more episodes like this. I am thankful for all of y'all's support, and I cannot wait to talk to you in the next episode. Remember, you are fit to be faithful.
if you stayed this long, thank you so much. You are a real one. But now to get into the challenge I created. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know because we just hit that 60 day mark yesterday. That is so exciting. Did I keep up with it? Not at all. Um, but there is some mental stuff I had to get through and girl, it was tough. So I'm restarting it, of course. Um, and I switched up the rules this time just because, you know, I figured out like what is doable in a busy lifestyle and what isn't. And I just want to do what the best collection of stuff I can figure out to do. So without further ado, this is the busy girl challenge. That is the busy girl challenge. So don't forget the the at the beginning. <laughs> um, so it is 60 days and I put no cheating, but then I remembered, girl, that is so against what you live for because your pastor told you about the year in the Bible Bible study. It's a little devotional they have on their app, Church of the Highlands. Check it out. They have a year in the Bible. And he says, if you miss a day, if you miss a week, don't backtrack. Don't go back because that'll cause frustration. That'll cause feelings of unmotivational make you not want to do it so you know what you do you just step into the next day like it's a new day and start again you don't need to start over you don't need to backtrack you don't need to make up for anything you just got to keep going so maybe it's not going to be 60 days maybe it's going to be 59 maybe it's going to be 40 you know whatever you can go with because there's days you're going to be sick there's days you're going to be injured. I really hope you're not either of those, but it happens. There's a day you're going to have an event. Maybe you have a wedding. Maybe, I hope not, but maybe you have a funeral. Maybe you just have things that you can't miss. Maybe you're traveling for an entire day. You don't want to miss that. So that's why I'm changing it, not to no cheating but to not giving up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Don't be like, I missed a day. I can't finish this. Don't do that. Finish your day, forgive yourself, and then start the next day on the, or the next week, what, however much time you need on where you would have been if you never stopped. You stop on the second day, you take a week off. Great. Start back up on the ninth day. You got this. So, yeah, that's what we're doing it. <laughs> um, so the rules, okay? So stepwise, 7,000 steps minimum a day. And I say 7,000. A lot of people are like, oh, no, you got to do 10,000. No, that was a marketing ploy. And, you know, Harvard Health and so many other places. What's the other one? Um, Harvard Health and like Inc.com. I don't know. I don't know what specifically that one is, but there's a lot of studies showing that an adequate amount of steps needed to maintain a healthy lifestyle is 7,000. Well, between 7,000 and 7,500. So I'm just going to do 7,000 because 
it was just a busy girl lifestyle so you know if you can go above and beyond on any of these by the way go for it wear yourself out whatever you want to do you know but this is the minimum they're all minimums um the next rule is 30 consecutive consecutive now if you have to pee halfway through i get it i get it and sometimes workouts need some rest i get it trust me i do those can count in the 30 minutes just don't abuse it you know but 30 consecutive minutes minimum of being active it doesn't have to be powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting or, you know, heavy weights in the gym. Maybe it's 30 minutes of a walk, 30 minutes of stretching or mobility, 30 minutes of gardening. Trust me, I know how much work gardening can be. So that can be it. 30 minutes of Thirty minutes of yard work, anything. So yeah, the next one is half a gallon of water minimum. So studies show Harvard Health was my go-to, um, but their studies show that sixty-four ounces of water a day um, is adequate for women nineteen and older for a healthy body now if you are working out you're doing these daily stuff especially if you're going above and beyond you need to be getting more water in especially if you're taking supplements say you're taking creatine you're taking maybe a fat burner you're taking anything you need to be getting more water in so your body can break that stuff down and actually use it so my goal each day is a gallon of water just because I know I work out one to two hours a day. Well, the goal is. I don't always do that. but <laughs> The goal is to work out that long. And why I don't have an active job, I don't have an active home lifestyle, that time of working out takes a lot out of me. And I am a sweaty girl. A sweaty girl so i gotta put that water back in me somehow so i gotta drink at least a gallon a day a gallon a day and i know when i don't get that much water that i feel so dehydrated even if i'm out over half a gallon just because it's what i'm used to by this point um the next is stick to a chosen diet now maybe you're like me starting that healthy lifestyle Maybe your diet is getting in enough meals a day because I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. I had the meal prep and I just meal prepped to make sure I had food for meals because I was living alone and I was not going to be in the mood to eat out or make my own food. So I make it on Sundays and Wednesdays and then I eat it. Sometimes I make it on Thursdays and not Wednesdays. Sometimes I just make it on Sundays, depending on what the meal is. And then I freeze it up until Wednesday. That's a story for another time. <laughs> so, yeah, stick to your chosen diet. Maybe you have, like, an actual diet you're following because you have a nutrition coach. Maybe you want have a protein goal you're trying to get in. Maybe you're trying to carb cycle. Maybe you're bulking. Maybe you're cutting. Maybe you're wanting to go animal-based or plant-based, you know? Whatever it is, these 
this challenge is to stick to that diet. Now, the next rule is very controversial, but it is what I want to be known for. I want to be known for my faith. So part of this, the Busy Girl Challenge is 15 dedicated minutes with God. Now, my pastor, the same pastor that told me the thing, well, he didn't tell me. He said it in a sermon, but I'm going to take it as he told me, you know, um, he said in a sermon uh, that 15 minutes with God, right? Five minutes of praise and worship, five minutes of listening to him. So being in the word and five minutes of prayer. Boom. There you go. You're done. That's all you need. Personally, I'd recommend in the morning um, starting your day with God will make a world of a difference. But obviously like the rest of this podcast episode whatever works with your schedule is perfect um and then the last and final step or last and final rule of the busy girl challenge is read 10 pages or read for 20 minutes i recommend a nonfiction educational self-help book maybe it's like a little history novel um, a little self-help book, a little Jesus book, you know, a self-help book. A, I can't talk. A self-help book, but Jesus style, you know? Um, those are my favorite books. Because you'll learn from that. But you can have some fun reads in there, too. As long as you're reading, your brain's working, and mentally you'll get stronger, but also you'll learn a lot more. So yeah, that is the Busy Girl Challenge. I do have principles um, that I've made. So if you'd like, um, you can DM me on Instagram and ask for them and I will send them to you. Or you could just ask me to send them to you and you can screenshot it. You don't have to print it. You're, it's totally free absolutely free. I'm not going to charge you for that. It took me like maybe 10 minutes to make. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, if you're interested, definitely check out the highlight in my Instagram. It's a whole me talking through it all, little updates that I haven't done because I haven't been doing it, but getting back on it, getting back on it. I promise. But yeah, thank you so much for staying this long. Um, And if you really are interested in listening to me talk more. Stay tuned for more episodes to come.